All right, people, so we are back, finally back. I think the last episode I did was uh, the season finale commentary. First time watch commentary for Bel Air, and y'all can go check that out if y'all want. Y'all can actually check out, you know, I did commentary for all the episodes of Bel Air. It was that damn good of a show that I had to cover every single episode. So that's up for y'all anytime y'all want to check it out. And um, it is a rainy, gloomy-ass Thursday. It's cold. It's a bit misty. And the thing is, as dreary and gloomy as this weather is, this is my type of weather, man. I don't know what that says about me and how melancholy I may be at heart, but this type of weather, believe it or not, it it, it helps me think better. It helps me create. It helps me write. It helps me produce content for you guys, man. Strangely enough, this is definitely my type of weather. And um, I, I know it's been a couple days, a long couple days, it seems like. Anytime I take a couple days away, or several days for that matter, away from the show, man, it always feels like weeks and months with you guys, man. I don't know what it is about it. And um, to say the least, people, I won't get too, too much into it and make the mood any more dreary than the weather is outside. But to say the least, man, it's 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 been a rough couple of days, almost a week. And, you know, I told myself I was going to take a break off social media. I was going to take a break off a shit ton of people in general. I was going to take a break from podcasting. But then I realized, you know, earlier today, I realized I'm like, if I was to take a break from the podcast and the people that actually support this shit and hold this shit down and have been doing so for the last two years and some change, then I would be depriving myself of whatever happy place I've got left. You know what I'm saying? And um, I feel like I deserve that happy place. And anybody that gets inspiration from this show or any type of creative drive or input or any types of laughs, whatever you whatever it is that keeps you guys coming back to this to this podcast, man. I feel like I owe it to y'all. I cannot, if there's one thing I can't do, I can't deprive y'all of content when you guys are the driving force behind this thing. It's not me. It's, it's you know, it's like every person says during a breakup. It's it's not you. It's me. But it's basically in reverse what I'm saying, man. It's, it's you guys. You guys are the reason I keep coming back to this show, man. And it's been a, it's really been a rough couple of days, man. It, it really has. And I've been trying not to let my stress and depression and anxiety get the best of me. So I said, why not, you know, do some commentary. It is a special birthday today that is driven by this commentary that we'll get into in a second. But before I do that, man, I've got to shout out the homegirl R.S. Lewis, a.k.a. Insomniac Writer, man. And if you guys have not checked out her Single Chronicles podcast, check it out on Anchor, Spotify, anywhere you can find podcasts at. But I got to shout the homegirl out, man, because I'm going to be real with y'all. I have really been very distant and very much in my antisocial bubble going through this stress and depression over the last couple of days. And I haven't I haven't been talking interacting with anybody really and if i have been it's it's through text message and it's gotten very ugly you know because that's i can get that way sometimes when i don't want to be bothered and you know people pick and push and stuff like that sometimes i just want to you know i want to be to thyself and shit you know i like to get shakespearean when i'm by myself i want to be by thyself but she's actually you know rs lewis aka insomniac writer she's one of the people that i actually physically talk to for you know the first time in a couple of days and she actually motivated me to you know not get into a bad funk of everything and to just stay high spirited to stay uplifted to stay motivated to stay positive and i've really got to shout her out for that man and uh, i really appreciate it like i said if you guys have not checked out her podcast 
plenty of shit and her youtube channel um drunken insomniac writer she does movie reviews and the single chronicles podcast you can find on there as well but definitely check that out man big shout out to her for the inspiration man i really appreciated it and i and i needed that today but um the driving force behind this uh commentary as well is also the late great stan winston people he would have been celebrating his 76th birthday today man and stan winston i mean what what can you really not say about this guy stan winston is you know oscar nominated excuse me for a lot of his effects um oscar awards for a lot of his effects and there are other movies that he you know he didn't really do it for the accolades you know what i'm saying this guy did it because he loved to create monsters he loved to create special effects man i mean the Wiz and Friday the 13th 3, The Thing, Terminator movies, you know, the Alien movies, the Predator movies, Pumpkinhead, Leviathan, uh, you know, Batman, Jurassic Park. I did, I fucking completely forgot he did effects on Interview with the Vampire, The Ghost in the Darkness, which I only saw for the first time a couple years ago. It's actually pretty decent. The Island of Dr. Moreau he worked on. I, that's something, if I'm not, is Val Kilmer in that fucking movie? I want to say Val Kilmer's in that movie. I'm not sure. I don't remember anything about that movie at all, except they were making like hybrid humans or something like that. Um, he did work on Small Soldiers and Lake Placid and today's Inspector Gadget, for God's sakes. Even the first Wrong Turn movie, he created the Hilliker Brothers. Now, I really want to say their name are the, aren't their names the Hilliker Brothers? I'm not sure. I know somebody out there will correct the shit out of me because that's what some people like to do, especially in the day and age of fact checking dickless assholes on instagram and facebook now i'm not saying no names it is some names that i would put out there because i'm i got time today but i'm gonna stay high spirited and i'm gonna stay positive now i only say i only said that you know that little mention people because there are a lot of assholes in the last two days that just there's such keyboard warriors when it comes to their opinions on movies and sports and just life in general and they just come across as stupid but you know, if they, you know, want to tune in and get a glimpse of how I run shit on the Tudor Reviews podcast, and y'all can definitely, you know, I'll leave the red carpet out for y'all, and y'all can check out the show and hear me talk my shit and see how stupid y'all really sound in comparison. But that is for those assholes in general, people, but I'm not talking about them. Let's just make it about Stan Winston, and let's talk about this movie really quickly because we're almost seven minutes into this intro. Um... Let's talk about this movie we're doing commentary for. One of my favorite movies of all time. Definitely one of my top Tim Burton films of all time. Edward Scissorhands. 1990, this movie came out. Came out in December. That was actually a good month. It's my birthday month. Best month ever. Where the Sages prosper and thrive. And not only that, man, this cast they put together. First of all, Tim Burton. Acclaimed director. Gothic, you know, uh, storyteller. He's a, He makes gothic tales on screen right before your very eyes. One of the greatest visionary ballsy directors of all time. You got Johnny Depp in the in the titular role. You've got Winoa Ryder. You've got Diane West. Vincent Price makes a cam not a cameo, but he's got a couple scenes in here. Alan Arkin, man. Anthony Michael Hall, who is equally as annoying in this movie as he is as Tommy Doyle in Halloween Kills. Woo, we're not even gonna go there. And then you got a fine ass MILF. Kathy Baker, who was trying to fuck, she was trying, I would say she was trying to get the D, but we don't know what, what Edward was packing down there, that shit could have been a cookie or something like that, or his shit could have, his, his dick could have been scissors, and then she would have just instantly regretted that life decision, but she was a whole MILF in this movie, man, and I, like, I'm gonna try to keep my composure when that scene comes about, because that scene is fucking crazy, she was just that horny, 
of a small town neighborhood milf that she was ready to fuck Eddie scissor hands like in in her in her salon yo and I'm just like we're not even gonna talk about it people but I did have to find this online I think they were uh they were charging up like 89 95 97 28 plus tax and shit and I hate when they do that on demand it's like just put the goddamn free movies for for free where they should fucking be just do that man instead of just charging niggas up for movies that came out 80 years ago i don't understand and they're classics man people want to be able to get to this shit without the receipt and i understand everything costs in this life people this one does not however if you can find it anywhere online or on demand or you know even on netflix i'm not sure if it's on there or even on tubi for that matter this is the theatrical version if there is another version of edward scissorhands out there please people Please let me know because I would love to lay eyes on it, man. I would love an extended maybe like three hour cut of this movie. I'm sorry. I'm just weird like that. Plus, I love how much of a tale this movie actually feels like. But, um, you know, standard theatrical run through. And that's just in case y'all are tuning in with me. And if y'all are tuning in with me, y'all are the true to the reviews MVP. So with that being said, people, let's jump into this commentary. Oh, and I'm sorry. Again, happy birthday to the late, great Stan Winston, man. We miss you. We miss your practical effects, your your creatures, your monsters, your everything that you've created on screen, man. You will forever be remembered and forever be in our hearts. So again, happy birthday to Stan Winston. But let's hit the play button on Edward Scissorhands, people. I will hit it in three, two, one... See, we, we start off with the, not Frozen, but the 20th Century Fox logo is just all snowy and graceful. We know it was fake snow, we get it. But this shit actually kind of starts off like, um, it almost kind of starts off like Batman Returns. And I'm wondering, did, this, did Batman Returns come out after this? This was 1990, so... Let me see if I want to say Batman Returns was 91. Probably, probably could be wrong. Oh, my mistake. But Batman Returns is actually 92. Damn, I'm sitting here looking at Tim Burton's resume, and this dude was on a roll. Even his movies that people critically don't like they have quite the following man um i know people hate planet of the apes i loved it now what matt reeves did with those last two movies with the cg apes even though i'm a practical over cg any day of the week y'all know that but with you know what matt reeves did with the last two movies was insane but i do like tim burton's planet of apes i love the effects you can't see those actors underneath that makeup um big fish has a quite the following it was a, a really weird fucking movie by Tim Burton and Big Fish, man, and, um, I'm not an Ewan McGregor type of dude, that's one of the reasons I didn't like Dr. Sleep, but Big Fish has got a following, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, I could never really commit to that, Sweeney Todd, Alice in Wonderland, I know everybody hated Dark Shadows, I fucking loved it, but this was, a, uh, you know, this was, um, shout out to Stan Winston, they just showed his name in the credits, the opening credits, but this was Tim Burton's first time working with Johnny Depp. And they would go on, like, come on now. They would go on to become the, you know, tag team off the ropes as far as these types of movies were concerned. Uh, 
that always made me sad. Like when they show, you know, during the opening credit sequence, when they show Vincent Price's, you know, his seemingly dead body just laying there, the way they spin the camera around and then the snowflakes start falling. That was always sad, though, when Vincent Price passes away in this scene, because Edward didn't even really know what was going on. And when, um, you know, when Diane West asked him, you know, what happened to your mother, your father? He's like, he didn't wake up. Quinoa Ryder, ladies and gentlemen. She's, Quinoa Ryder is one of a kind, man. Now, I know she had her little mishaps in the tabloids and in her life. And who doesn't? You know, who has a fucking squeaky clean resume in Hollywood? But I, I love Winona Ryder. Probably in everything she's in. It's actually making me want to go back and watch Heathers. It was an underrated movie. Tim Burton's second time working with uh, Winona Ryder, because I think in 89, she was in Beetlejuice. And let me just say this, man. Um, now, we know Beetlejuice 2, there are rumblings that that shit is definitely happening, and I called it. I'm a podcast prophet. Y'all can go back and listen to my commentary. Swear to God, it is titled, wait, dot, 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 Beetlejuice 2 could be a lot of fun. And it's only going to work if if she comes back, if Michael Keaton comes back, of course, and Tim Burton has to come back. And if you don't get Tim Burton to make it, make have Barry Sonnefeld, the guy who did the Adams Family, the Men in Black movies, have him do it. Him or the guy who directed uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, because Tim Burton definitely co-signed him on that movie. Eduardo, my man. And Tim Burton's use of miniatures in his films, man, is so, like, maybe to the untrained naked eye, you can't tell that they're miniatures. But to film geeks such as myself, yeah, you can tell which ones are miniatures and which ones aren't. And I just love how just this looks like a his neighborhoods, especially in this movie, it looks like a fucking nuclear test site from like Call of Duty or Indiana Jones or something. There's there's no detail to these houses at all. They're just colors. They're structures and they're colors. And it's just so plain Jane, but it gives the movie so much fucking character. The outfits give the movie so much character. Oh, I forgot she was in here. Hold on, what is her name? She was in uh Conchata Pharrell, man. Rest in peace to her. She passed away in 2020. But she was on, you know, she was two. She was on Two and a Half Men, man. She was awesome in Two and a Half Men. Um, 
You know, you didn't have to call me, man. You could have taken care of this by yourself. I could. <laughs> I don't think. <laughs> she could have, but she wanted a plumber to come lay that pipe. Look how. Yo. Yo, Joyce, I'm sorry, man. She could get it in this movie. I don't know. Like, maybe it's just me, but she's like a she's like the illegitimate stepsister that's freakier and hornier than Peggy Bundy. That's who she reminds me of. She just wants dick at any 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 given chance that she has, she's gonna take it. So fucking rude. This chick, man, she just super emo. And poor Peg, she just couldn't leave well enough alone. And for what it's worth, Diane West looks good in this movie, too, man. She's, I don't know, man, something about me, me and these mousy looking, you know, uh, just homebody, nerdy, mousy looking chicks. I don't know, man. I like, you know, I like uh, Pam from The Office and I like Bernadette from The Big Bang Theory. Shit like that. Now, obviously, that's like a matte painting or a CG or, a, you know, green screen shot. Just the, the basically the fucking castle looks like House on Haunted Hill. Now, let me just say this. As a as a black man, pretty intelligent black man, I know in my mind I should be saying, ain't no fucking way I'd drive up there and investigate. But I love the way this place looks, and I'd be curious enough. Now, if I found old Eduardo up there, that's a different story. I... I I'd be like, look, we can be friends. I'll come up here and, you know, ha holler at you. You know, we could shoot the shit for a little bit, like twice a week or something. But I coming back home, I don't know about all that. I like that pterodactyl in the background. I never peeped that. Mm -hmm. 
You know, it, it kind of makes you wonder how big is the fucking stepladder that Edward uses to uh, create these things. And these things, like the, the hedge trimmings, they look like the sculptures from Beetlejuice almost. Even though the sculptures from Beetlejuice were a little abstract and they didn't really have too much character to them. But this looks like some shit that would be in Beetlejuice. Like, I feel like all of Tim Burton's films could very well be in the same universe. Shit, I wouldn't mind if they were. I'm all for Pee-wee's big adventure with Edward Scissorhands into Sleepy Hollow. Like, imagine that. Even though Johnny Depp would have to play two roles because he played um, Ichabod Crane in that movie. Oh my god, man. What a fucking fool I am. I did not even mention Danny Elfman on the tunes. On the ones and twos. Shout out Danny Elfman, man. One of the best composers of, of my time. Straight up, man. That dude's awesome. You know, that's got to be a pain in the ass when it rains, that nut-ass hole in the roof, or just the roof in general. Like, that wood's going to be just completely rotted. Poor Edward's going to just fall through. His bed's all fucked up. He's got pretty much the same bedroom layout that Michael Myers had in Halloween Resurrection. Where Michael just had, like, newspaper clippings and shit and dead rats. boy born without eyes reads with his hands he's got some interesting articles up there and edward's just over there chilling he you know he wasn't too alarmed he's just like look lady i'm gonna let you walk around as much as you want to you don't have to hide from me i'm peg boss i'm your local avon representative and i'm as harmless as cherry yeah he's like yo you know how long it's been since somebody came up here what happened to you i'm not finished oh put those down don't come any closer just please poor eduardo 
first of all, I look, and I, I'm, I'm no asshole. Like, I'm not that much of an asshole. But I'd be like, Edward, I've got so many questions, bro. The hands I can actually deal with. But what type of fucking Hellraiser, Cenobite, people under the stairs, BDSM outfit do you have on, bro? What type of shit you got? What type of freak ass porn are you shooting up in this attic? Oh. And to think I thought that line was a little comical back when I was a kid. It's rough. What happened to your face? That's what happens when morning hygiene doesn't work the way it's supposed to. This face is mangled. Let me give you a good astringent, and this will help to prevent infection. And she's such a sweetheart, man. I love her in this movie. She's got, like, such a heart of gold. I love how Edward's just looking at her like, oh, he's like, you're touching me with a cotton swab. I don't know what this is. What's your name? Edward? 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 Makes you wonder, like, being her husband's got to be rough. Like, how often does she just pick up stray humans? I mean, well, he's not human, but just stray things. And those kids, oh my god, how many people remember those? He almost took her damn face off. But how many people remember slip and slides? They don't always work the way they looked on TV. Edwards, but he's so excited. This is honestly me. Like, anytime I get a chance to get out the hood, get the fuck out of Philly. Or even, like, even if I'm still in Pennsylvania, if I go to a suburban area that I'm not even used to traveling to, I'm just looking out the window just like this. Same music playing in my head and everything. Was that a large Marge reference? Did you get a good look at him? No, I didn't get a good look at him. Did she say anything to you about having a guest or something? She didn't say anything to me at all. She rang my doorbell at the crack of dawn this morning. No. Okay, I'll meet you in the corner. Right. God, they all just a uh, a neighborhood full of thirsty milfs, and all of them ain't even milfs. Joyce is the one that can get it. And I don't know, there's something, I'm not going to say she's super fine or anything, but there's something about that emo chick that's always playing that, uh, that, that, uh, that organ. She's the one later on when she, she crashes the, the cookout and she's like, don't come near me. This actress right here, she, and I just peeped just literally just now people she is the chick um from pet cemetery missy the one that hung herself in the basement but she's like no matter it'll pass she was like the female judd basically he's like my god this is the most basic living room i've ever seen and i love it now the only thing I love the way that living room looks, but I would change the color of the rug, 
keep the color of the walls and get just hang a TV on the wall. Other than that, I love how spacious that living room is. He's looking like, bitch, do I look like I know what sports are? I think Kevin looks a little glum because they didn't catch anything that day. And I love how she's explaining every single picture. I love that. She's just such a sweetheart in this movie to everybody. I don't think she's got a moment where she really knows how to be a bad person. Now here we've got Tommy Doyle and... Yeah, he just, he fell in love right away. I think Johnny Depp and Winona Ryder started dating after this. Don't quote me on that. But I do think that they were dating. I think. He's like, hell yeah. I'm glad I'm in this family now. And you can see, like, Diane West, man, she's so amazing in this movie. I'm going to be singing her praises a lot, probably the most, because you can just see the joy in her eyes. It's pouring out of her eyes throughout this entire film. This is all new to him. I love it. You know, my OCD is so triggered by that mirror. There's just fucking pictures plastered everywhere except that one spot. time he just scratches his face like that man it's just fucking hilarious because it's like why would you okay I, I i get it he doesn't know what any of this stuff is oh that's my fear that's why i would never i've, I've never gotten on a waterbed i would never get on one i don't ever want to own one i can't do it one puncture yo could you imagine fuck that Mm-mm. And the crazy thing is how Edward just adapted to not everything, but as much as he possibly could in the short period of time in which he did. Um, you know, he's eating food, he's at the cookout doing stuff, just regular functions he's doing with these hands because i'm gonna tell you man like i had had it would have been me i'm just gonna be in those you know in that bdsm cenobite outfit i'm just gonna have these scissors for hands and that's it Right. They need to get some dick in their lives or something. Stop being nosy. 
Ain't nobody want no parts of Peg when she was trying to hustle and sell her Avon and do her thing. But then she got a nigga up in there and everybody hype. This is the, this is why I hate humans, yo. Oh, okay. You, you've got your I mean, he shouldn't have had suspenders to begin with. I, I never, I'm sorry, man. I never saw the, the, and, and no diss to anybody that wears suspenders, but I never saw the fucking point. Like, I'll just get a belt. I'll just get a belt. This chick, she's like something evil is a cooking. He's like, you trying to be funny? You looking for scissors, really? Thank you. You know, I have a doctor friend who I think could help you. Really? Yes. Johnny Depp, man, he is just... People can say what they want, man. Johnny Depp, he is like everybody always says nowadays, I guess the new saying is understands or understood the assignment and that's exactly what he did in every single film he's in i don't even watch the pirates of the caribbean movies but to come i've, I've actually never sat through any of them i did want to see the one with javier bardem i think it was called dead men tell no tales or some shit like that um but for him to come back that many times that that series is on like some harry potter shit like edward you you got scissors bro just just why would they first of all why would they even set him up at the dinner table with forks and spoons and sporks and knives this kid hold up now i'm not even gonna look it up yet people but the kid kevin he looks like little nick from honey i shrunk the kids I don't know. We gotta find out. He looked like Nick from Honey I Shrunk the Kids. And the only reason I'm saying that is because of his his eyes and his chin. He hurts himself at some point in Honey I Shrunk the Kids, and he he's he's got blood on his chin or some shit like that. Is that him? Hold up. And Alan Arkin, he's great, man. He's just. He's such a he, he was such a class act in every film like he doesn't give a damn if the movie's going to be um you know he doesn't give a damn if the movie's going to be silly or not like he'll take something like this and act his ass off he'll take something like get smart with Steve Carell and just be that guy who's like kind of silly but he's the one that's in charge of everybody like I like his character a lot Okay, so Kevin is played by Robert Oliveri. Yep. I knew. People, I know what the fuck I'm talking about. He was Nick in Honey I Shrunk and Honey I Blew Up the Kid. I knew it. 
Them eyes and that chin, man. Can I bring show and tell on Monday? Heaven, I've had enough. <laughs> she, she's like, all right, man, stop it. Okay, now how now I know he's seemingly harmless, but how irresponsible as a mother was she for letting him sleep in the daughter's room? No wonder he freaks out. You know what I'm saying? When when, when Kim comes home, no wonder he just freaks out, and no wonder she freaks out. Cause she's like, "There's a man in my room with an axe." She starts freaking the fuck out. This whole synchronized pulling out of the driveway, like, this is the one time where you could say the pullout game ain't weak. <laughs> oh, I'll be here all week, people. Hopefully, if I don't go crazy. She got my man with a, cl a hair clip in his hair. Oh, uh, this yeah, this is when she basically just turns his face super lavender. First it's like white, then it's lavender. More concealing cream. Your complexion is so fair that this has a touch of lavender. Right. Give it a try. This part is it, is funny, but it always got on my nerves because it's like, why are you making this man look like a turnip or whatever the hell? Turnips are like dark purple, are they not? Well, cover up the scars and start with a completely smooth surface. She just, she just testing shit out at this point. <laughs> he's just, he's just along for the ride. Darn this stuff! Even the treehouse has no detail. But it's a treehouse. I never had one. I always wanted one. Um, Home Alone and the movie Milk Money always made me want to have a treehouse. And if y'all have not seen Milk Money, please do so. It is funny as fuck. Melanie Griffith, um, Ed Harris, Malcolm McDowell, Anne Heche. I love how they sped the camera up like that while Edwards just going to work on that bush. Now, how the hell he get that high up to make the T-Rex hit? He should be proud of that, though. That's good work. That's really good work, Eduardo. Being nosy, my God. They get on my damn nerves for real. Oh, 
<laughs> and he he really just warmed up to him right away. You know, something just occurred to me, people. And I know this movie is a classic. I love it. But how... God rest his soul, Vincent Price. I'm not talking about Vincent Price. I'm talking about his character. How high was this nigga to experiment and put scissors on his hands? But yo, seriously, man, have we not have we not stopped to think about this? How much bud was this motherfucker smoking? How much tequila was this man drinking up in that attic, in that castle, that he was like, yeah, well, I could put anything on his hands. I'll just put scissors on his hands. Hi, you all are hiding in there like a bunch of old hermit crabs. Hi, God, they get on my nerves. That lady stand, yo, the lady to the left of Joyce is fine as hell. I don't know what it is about her. The little shorty doo-wop. She fine as fuck. I don't care if she looked like she just came out the fifties. She looked good. You must push him from you. Expel him. Trample down the perversion of nature. <laughs> and also, I, I I take back what I said about the emo chick that's preaching right now, cause her girl, her girl is like, like she could open up cans with that girl. Edward Scissorhands was always my inspiration on how to uh, properly chop lettuce, by the way. Oof, every time he cuts his face. I know I laughed the first time, but that cut, like, you could hear the little... And one thing about Peg, she never runs out of tissues to clean this man up. I love those automatic can openers. All oh, right, this one he's about to have his little flashback sequence. I feel like this should have had lyrics to it when they're making these cookies. This is kind of this kind of reminds me of the Breakfast Machine from uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure, but just in a more like gothic type of way. Now, normally, this whole cookie-making machine process thing, this is normally something you would see in an animated film, just based on how it, how everything operates and how it's moving, how it looks. But it works. 
for the movie it's in, it works. Ah, the man, the myth. Vincent Price, man. Rest in peace to one of the goats. Vincent Price was truly one of a kind, man. For for him to be in this movie just means so much. Now, I don't know if this was his last, you know, the last time we ever saw him on screen. I'm not sure. But if not, you know, cool. But if so, I mean, it's a good way to go. Bars. They really forced Peg to have a fucking cookout. I'd have been like, man, y'all don't come over here any other time. I wish I would. I wish I would. Uh, you trying to be funny again? Everybody got jokes and shit. First of all, it's, it's rock, paper, scissors. He came up. The first thing he said was scissors. Scissors, paper, stones and shit. Look how Joyce is looking at Edward. She's just like, my God, I've never seen a man like this. See, that'd have been the tray I was on. Cheese and crackers. All day. Edward's forcing himself to smile like the fucking Terminator. Now, what if he just see? That's how super villains are made. Don't play around like that. What if he's mur- what if he just murdered everybody? I have my own infirmity. Never did me a bit of harm. Took some shrapnel during the war, and mm. ever since then I can't feel a thing. Not a damn thing. Listen, don't you ever let anybody tell you you have a handicap. Who's handicapped? I love that that scene, but that old head is such a goddamn hypocrite. Because later on in the movie, I think little Kevin is walking home and Edward saves him from getting hit by a car. And then the old man's like, did they catch him yet? That cripple. Fuck you, man. Ew, this ambrosia salad. It almost looks like fucking like ice cream or something. But his look on his face is like, ugh. Ugh. Everybody back the fuck up. Like, he can only eat but so much at once. And he can't fuck all of y'all at once. My God. They super freaked out. Oh, God. I need to keep feeding him stuff. (laughs) Story of my life. 
justice is serving tea. Now many numerous little questions confront us. Should the man rise when he accepts his cup of tea? Motherfuckers got blueprint schematics on how to make Edward. And he really wasn't finished. The plans that he had was to make him, like, for lack of a better word, regular. And Edward's just blank face looking at him like, Pop, like, I'm, I'm glad you read to me every night at 6 p.m., but could you do me a favor, put my fucking legs on? Like, I have half a torso sitting on this table right now. <laughs> That's why Edward's got that look on his face, because he won't, he want to read, he won't put his, he won't put his legs on. Shit, I'd be so lucky as a kid to have Vincent Price read me bedtime stories. They could be the horror stories of the great unknown mysteries of the Bermuda Triangle, and he'll make that shit so appealing. God, these, I almost called them greasers. They pretty much got the same van design, or the, the design on their van is pretty much the same design on um, the car from Sometimes They Come Back. I guess it's for us to let, and it's for them to let us know that these are the badasses. Oh, shut up. Bye, you guys. Thanks for driving. Bye. I love that line. It's the little things I love that that don't forget your arm line. But I, you know, Anthony Michael Hall. All right, let's 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 cut the bullshit, people. Is he is he more annoying in this, or is he more annoying in in um Halloween Kills? Let me think. We got we got a little quiet moment before she starts freaking out. So let me think for a second. Where's the Jeopardy music? Halloween Kills. Absolutely. You know why? Because at least Anthony Michael Hall in this movie did not get an entire fucking town of people murdered. He was still a douchebag in this movie. But, um, you know, and he was, y'all, okay, now this is, it's two different levels of annoyance. Because he put his hands on a woman in this movie. He slapped the shit out of Winona Ryder. He didn't beat any women in this movie. Or, um, he didn't beat any women in uh, Halloween Kills, I meant to say. <laughs> and Alan Arkin, he, he looked like Doc Emmett Brown from Back to the Future. <laughs> He's like, Edward, come on, come on, come on, I got you, bro. <laughs> Said he had an axe. Oh, girls are so dramatic. I'm joking. Y'all are dramatic, though. In that basement, though, the man cave? What? She get you nervous? You better close your eyes. 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 Close your eyes
Come on now with the bar in the back. Yo. <laughs> Yo. That's simplicity, people. I'm a simple guy, yet complex. But for the most part, something simple like a man cave like that. Finished. Ba oh, my lord. I don't know what it is. They reach a certain age. They develop these gland things. Their bodies swell up. They go crazy. Glands? <laughs> I love how he just gave him a straw. He's like, I see you struggling, buddy. And he just he just gave him a drink. He they woke right up and he's like, Yeah. He's like, let's go, let's go get a drink, bro. I love this fucking seed, yo. Pretty much me when I first tried 151 straight. That shit burned a hole through my aura. Drunk <laughs> <Hi>. <laughs> now I wonder, like, was Alan Arkin trying not to laugh, like, and break character, or was that what he really was supposed to do on paper? Because he just got his hand over his face while Edward just keeled over. I fucking love, that's one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie, yo, because I didn't appreciate it when I was younger. She making fresh squeeze lemonade too. Damn. She kicked the shit out that dog. <laughs> My man's hung over, yo. The classrooms and the school have no detail. It just shit just says show and tell in block letters on the board. Nothing else is in that classroom. Maybe a clock. That's it. They're like, Kevin, you are the shit, man. Last week it was a shrink ray. Now it's a guy with scissors for hands. You know why he's more annoying in Halloween Kills, people? And I'm not going to make a big thing out of this, I promise. Um, he's more annoying in Halloween Kills because he's got way more screen time. 
kitchen done too. Yeah, my dad bought himself a bunch of new toys. Really? Yeah, big screen TV, hmm. CD players, VCR with four heads. Not a CD player, what? You must be rich. Well, they keep things pretty much locked up. My father has his own room for his stuff to make sure he can get any use of it. He's so cheap he won't even help me buy an old car. Well, he probably wants you to pay for yourself. I agree with him. Bill's character. You'll appreciate it more. That's very true. Speaking of money, I understand you're not charging for your gardening, Edward. Now, Bill, Marge made him cookies today. Sweetheart. You can't buy the necessities of life with cookies. Preach. You can't buy a car with cookies. Am I right, Jim? Oh, that's true, sir. You can't. My man Heath said it. If you're good at something, never do it for free. First of all, he probably sterilized said hands. I love how the dad looked at him like, yo, don't laugh at the table. Shut up. Well, he didn't make a mess. He just, all he did was drop a piece of meat. You all right? So dramatic. Oh, there's the super fine neighbor I was talking about with the 50s hairdo. Super duper 50s hairdo. Dog's like, what you doing, man? I don't know, but I'll I'll let you do it. I know a dog. I, I knew a dog that looked just like that. It looked like a big ass sheep dog. Couldn't barely see the dog's eyes or nothing, but it was the one of the friendliest dogs ever. Turned her into a show dog. <laughs> that poodle's like, yeah, I'm fly as hell. I'm ready for the runway. Now, Edward would have just made a killing in this hood just cutting dogs and trees. Or bushes. Y'all get what I'm saying. She say bouffant? Now, is that a shih tzu dog? Yo, she just gets turned on by F. Now, I'm telling y'all, man, she's that MILF that you probably not even gonna have to do nothing to get them cheeks because she just gets turned on by everything. But then, chicks like that, first of all, he made that dog look like Wendy Williams. And I promise y'all, that will not be an ongoing joke on the show, but I, listen, when I see the opportunity, I'm gonna take it. Because that's exactly who that dog looked like now. But I would think a woman like that who just gets horny at the sight of scissors or haircuts and gardening, every single thing gets this woman hot and bothered and she needs a change of draws. I would wonder because I, you know, I think with a different head now that I'm older people and I have been for quite some time. I was always a little headed curve. I'm going to wonder what the ca- what's the catch? Why are you so horny, lady? And how many of your husbands did you murder?
Okay, she's getting turned on. Just look at look at her her toes curling. She just came from getting a haircut. need to get out more I mean her hair looks nice but she just came from getting her hair cut probably her first orgasm and God knows when and Edward he should have known to be careful like that man because it's like if you give a woman a woman who has not had orgasm in a while and I'm spitting facts right now a woman who has not gotten off in a while when you give that to her you are in for some trouble and again there is that fine ass neighbor and for some reason in this movie, that hairstyle works on her. I gotta. What is that damn actress's name? I can't keep referring to her as the fine ass neighbor. I need to put a little bit of speck on her name. I know Caroline Aaron, who is one the one that was like uh, the one that was on the phone talking to um, Helen. She's like, he looked kind of pale. She is the mom. She is Jonah Hill's mother on Twenty One Jump Street. 22 21 jump street oh my god the one i keep referring to as the fine ass neighbor her name's linda perry and her character's name is sissy and she was the woman who worked at the airport who gave max katie information on uh on on, on uh sam Bowden in the cape fear remake where he's like we just lost our little daughter danny is there any way you could tell me when he's coming back and she just she types in the computer she's like He'll be back the day after tomorrow, sir. I didn't know that was her and Kate Fear. I knew she, I just, I wasn't calling her fine for no reason. Sorry, people, I was a little hype. Y'all know I geek out. <laughs> Edward just messing with appliances. Or applicators, rather. I don't know the makeup lingo. I don't know nothing about this. The Avon stuff they be talking about and the foundations. I know lotion, cocoa butter, and Vaseline, and hair grease. Conditioner. The standard shit. They just keep giving my man Edward suspenders. This was actually a nice scene because they show, you know, Anthony Michael Hall's character with Winona Ryder when he's not being an asshole. They were having like a nice moment. The music helps. But it's one of the rare moments where he's just not a douchebag. But I don't get it, man. Like, these are the type of niggas that, that quote-unquote, good girls, you know, they, they fall for the bad guy. I just don't get it, man. When y'all know what's going to happen. But they love it. <laughs> Edward's walk is so particular. He always just walks like he's in a rush, but he's nervous to get where he's actually going. It's like, I want to be there on time, 
but I don't want to. I don't want to be there. Ed, what a guy! Good job. Yeah, you didn't break it or scratch it or anything. Maybe a pound yellow pig pulls in, huh? Nigga, what? Quite a story, yes. He got my man on t- just exposure for all the wrong reasons. He looked at Peg like, did I say the right thing? Have you ever thought of having corrective surgery or prosthetic? I know a doctor that might be able to help you. I'd like to meet him. We'll give that name after the show. Thank you very much. That's very nice. Yeah, he's actually backstage right now. But if you had regular hands, you'd be like everyone else. Yes, I know. <laughs> I think you'd like that. But then no one would think you were special. You wouldn't be on TV or anything. No matter what, Edward will always be special. I know that's right. And she had his back. She like, bitch, watch your mouth. This is my adopted son right here. Your work is so interesting. Distinct, brand unique. I wonder, do you have any plans to open your own beauty salon? Salon? A salon, sure. But a salon? I don't know. Do you have a girlfriend? Edward got him. He got him going and <laughs> he got him going in town, boy. Right, Kim. First of all, Tommy Doyle, I don't want you to call that young man bubble butt. Pause. Really big pause right there, sir. Why do I feel like my grandpa had this TV? No, it wasn't that one because the, the knobs are different on it. I do remember those TVs, though, people. We only got, like, six channels on that bitch. That was at least till we got the chip box. <laughs> Yo. Yeah, he got fucked up. Yeah, the way and the way his feet were kicking made it even worse. Good lord, she's about to try to rape this man. You know what this reminds me of? Last night, right? I was and I wanted to do commentary for it, but I just wasn't up for it. Like I haven't been up to recording people until today, like I said in the beginning of the episode. But um Last night I was watching, and I had not watched this movie. I just watched it on impulse. I haven't seen it since, uh, you know, like since the 90s or so. Uh, Disclosure with Michael Douglas and Demi Moore. And the dude from Sometimes They Come Back. And Dennis Dennis Miller. And Donald Sutherland. But um, sexual harassment. That's This is like Disclosure in a Tim Burton movie. Because she definitely about to try to fuck this dude. Against his will. But I'm sorry, man. Like I said, listen, I would have told her, like, look, I can't use my hands, but hopefully everything else works. Because her freak ass, like, she, would you like me to model some smocks? Her freak ass would have got waxed right in that back room, yo. I'm sorry. I am sorry, people. I don't know about them talons she got on. Like, them nails are so obnoxious. 
Like, how do you do daily functions? I don't understand how women get those long ass nails. I guess she figured she'd try to fuck him because they birds of a feather. She got them long ass nails. He's got scissor hands. Edward's like, okay. She's super freaked out, yo. And she's fearless. The way that she just brushed his hand away like that. Blades and all. She was about to fuck his brains out. I've been waiting for this moment for so long. She said she said that, but he's only been in town for like two weeks. And then she used his damn blade to open up her jaw. She freaked out. This is Tom Jones. Yeah, she's about to put it on him. Never let you. It's that shit. Edward was like, nope. <laughs> Edward was like, yeah, I was with it. So that chair fell and freaked me out. Edward? Edward, you come back here. You can't do that. I mean, he just did. Put your cleavage away, lady. It looks nice, but put it away. I really think he was going to go for it. until, like, I feel like the chair kind of alarmed him too much and it made him nervous. And he started doing that walk he does. Yeah. He's like you damn right. You could have a cosmetics counter. Oh, wouldn't that be great? Great. And then she showed me the back room where she took all of her clothes off. I love I love Kevin's reaction. He's just cracking up, but he can't really like laugh too loud. I've never done it myself, but from what I gather it's the greatest satisfaction work to make. So I guess the bank's going to be your next step, huh? The bank? Yeah, take out a loan. Get yourself started. Nothing to worry about with your talent and reputation. It's going to be a snap. He's like, what? Yeah. Oh, my God. You got to love how this shit just says bank out on the front of it. No saving. No personal investments. Social security number you may as well not even exist. There is no collateral. No He's like, Oh, that means nothing, lady. And Edward's just so thrilled at the at the news. Yo, that shit really just says bank outside. Of it. This isn't the end of it. We'll get your money somehow. Oh God. Tim Burton, man, the, the worlds that he creates. Look, there's a guy who'll give us cash for the stuff. Jim, I don't want to. Well, you 
we want us to have our own van like Danny's when we could be by ourselves whenever we like? Huh? With a mattress in the back? Well, why can't you just do it? He swore he was getting some pussy. I imagine you know that about your father, sir. What do you mean? That's not true. Oh, no? Why don't you ask him? That's not fair. What's fair got to do with it? There isn't any other way. There's gotta be. Look, I've racked my brain. Don't you want us to have our own van? Yeah. God, he's such a... Yo, and that's your boyfriend, bitch? I'm sorry I just called her that, but it's like, God damn. I hate movies. Like, like I hate when... I don't hate movies like this, but I hate when movies do things like this. Like, God, you're cool that your boyfriend's such a prick. This person stole from Shh, keep your voice down. I told you she stole her, right? God, man. He's like, come on, man, I'm a badass. I got fingerless gloves on. Let's go. God, I can't stand him in this. play this damn Scooby-Doo music. Why would they have him going first, though? And then he grips her up when she wants to stay there and help Edward. Like, come on, man. Now see, that's kidnapping. That's kidnapping. He literally picked her ass up against her will and put her in the van. That's kidnapping. And those motherfuckers are aiding and abetting. Is that what it's called? Or are they, um, what do you call it? Accomplices? I don't fucking know. I'm about to say, they pulled up with the guns drawn outside. You would think Edward was black, for real, for real. Because they had them guns drawn. I don't care if the dude on the megaphone is black or not. Somebody got a call. They said there's a black guy inside of Tommy Doyle's father's house. You ain't gonna do shit. And that was Anthony Michael Hall's dramatic acting, ladies and gentlemen. Now, if Edward Scissorhands was black, they would have definitely shot his ass with his hands in the air and everything. Thank God the neighbors come in and they're like, those are his hands! <laughs> He's looking like, what weapons, bro? I was born like this. Don't make this 
I cuff him. They saved his ass though on the low. Not even on the low, but they did save. I love I love that they came to his aid. Even the jail is just no description at all. And this people, this is what happens when keeping it real goes wrong. That look on Edward's face. You are not a thug. You wanna you wanna be out here in these streets? You know, you want you want you want to you want to be down with B and E. This is what happens. Land your ass in a nice cold holding cell, Eduardo. Yeah, the head drop. You pretty much just dry snitched on yourself. My man got a court date. No, you got a record. God damn. The first bit of paperwork he got. Was a was a was an arrest record. The years spent in isolation have not equipped him with the tools necessary to judge right from wrong. He's had no context. He's been completely without guidance. Furthermore, his work, the garden sculptures, hairstyles, and so forth, indicate that he's a highly imaginative uh, character. It seems clear <laughs> that his awareness of reality is radically underdeveloped. Or will he be all right out there? Oh yeah, he'll be fine. And thank God he wasn't one of those. Hold up, because this is an important part. Listen, it could keep me up all night worried about you. You watch yourself, you hear? I love that. You watch yourself, you hear? But thank God the dude he was talking to wasn't one of those. Well, I would love to experiment on him further. And you know what? Fuck Joyce, man, because now because he wouldn't give her no cookie dick, she want to cry wolf all of a sudden and scream rape. She got attacked. Get the. And all the hairstyles he's giving everybody makes them look like they're fresh out of Whoville or something like that. But it works. Yo, leave him. Get out that man's face. This was TMZ back in the day, people. That's exactly who they ran up like. And if I was Edward, I would have cut all the cords for the microphones, cameras, everything. First time I heard that background noise on the phone, she said, Well, I thought you'd be a little embarrassed. Edward's like, Yeah, they let me out good behavior. <laughs> I did a cold 24. No, no big deal. You know what I'm saying, Kim? <laughs> Edward's. <laughs> If she was there when Edward was getting taken in, he should have been screaming like McLovin, like, wait for me on the outside. That would have been fucking hilarious. Thank you for not telling them that we do
did you do it? Because you asked me to. Now I get it. He didn't know. Oh, he fucked those curtains up. But he didn't know that she was going out there to. What's the matter with you? When are you gonna stop? Now, I did what I could. My old man thinks he's retarded. Otherwise, he'd still be in jail. What more do you want from me? You could tell the truth. So could you. You were there too. Oh, it wasn't my idea. You know I didn't want to do it. But you did do it. I don't get why you give such a shit anyway. Cause you was a bitch. Ugh. Edward's just having a whole tantrum right now. It's like, all right, well, just next time, just tell her ass no. Damn, he, yo. Now, obviously, the prop hands are not prop hands at all. Those are real blades tearing those walls up like that. We're gonna try and help you find a way to replace the drapes and the towels, but our confidence in you, Edward, is not gonna be so easy to replace. Dad. Okay, a little ethics. You're walking down the street. You find a suitcase full of money. There's nobody around. No human person is in evidence. What do you do? A, you keep the money. B, you use it to buy gifts for your friends and your loved ones. C, you give it to the poor. D, you turn it into the police. Look, I'm keeping that shit. Fuck you, man. That's what Edward should have said, honestly. Cause these like people just be posing around him. Not the family in general, but those people outside of the family don't really fuck with him like that. You're not seeing Jim tonight? No. You know we had the coolest show and tell today. This kid brought in a box of baby possums, ten, maybe twelve. I mean, of course, I would definitely donate some of the money though. For sure. I would have to see exactly where it's going. Like I would donate a lot to like charity and homeless and stuff like that. For sure, but I wouldn't, you know, I don't trust a lot of those types of, you know, they just recently said that the Black Lives Matter, the, the women that started Black Lives Matter, all the money they made off of that, I heard they purchased like a fucking multi-million dollar mansion or something like that. I don't know how much truth it is to that, but that's one of the reasons why I would like to see, you know, when that day comes, I would like to see where the money is going that I'm contributing it to. If it's for like charitable events or to feed the poor and stuff like that, I have to actively see where that's going. Because people use, you know, they use money that they get sent to them and shit. You know, people start GoFundMe pages to, like, yeah, I, I need, I start a GoFundMe page to replace my hip. And then you see these motherfuckers skipping downtown with money falling out their back pockets that they just blew at the mall. I don't know how much sense that made, but y'all get what I'm saying. Shut up. That's why I said what I say, people. And I did say she'd get waxed. But it's like, say you turn it down. What's she going to say after that? What's the catch, lady? Why are you always so horny? Imagine you turn her down and be like, no, nah, I can't do this. She'll, she'll tell everybody a made up story and cry wolf. And then everybody will be looking at you crazy. Fellas, we got to be careful out there, man. We got we gots to be careful. 
And Diane West, her hair is so fly when she's got it like super short like that. And I like that she don't care what what's going on with him. She know he's going through something right now, and she still got that joy pouring out of her eyes for Edward. Because when nobody else had his back and everybody was, you know, um, shining him off, she was still like, "Hey, Edward, you know, you gonna give me the haircut?" He's like, "You still want that?" Now this, uh, damn all that, because he's on the roof putting up them decorations, like the roof. You know, I, I I get the holiday cheer, and it's only actually, it's only really because of my daughter. She gets excited for the holidays. If it wasn't for her, I wouldn't give a shit about the holidays, but what I'm not about to do is be fucking Clark Griswold and be on somebody's roof putting up Christmas lights and decorations. And I'm afraid of heights? Nah. It would be a nice tree ground level and decorations ground level is this the ice sculpture scene yeah it is because we've got tons and tons of fake snow. It looks cool, though. It looks really cool. Now, obviously, they've got, like, a, a, blow, a blower that's blowing all the fake snow into the air. But it looks cool, though. It's one of the best um, shots and sequences in the movie, actually. And we know it gets, it gets ruined. It's short-lived. This was with Noah Ryder when she was auditioning for the original Black Swan right here. And this was therapy for Edward because, yeah, he was going through some shit, but this was his happy place, man. Done it. Shut up. Skewered. He's so dramatic. Woo! Edward should have. Like, he sh I'm not saying he should have killed him. I ain't saying that. Not just yet. But give him a good slashing. First of all, Alan Arkin, why would you let this motherfucker come in your backyard, your crib, and kick Edward out? That's part of your family now. No, I, I hated this scene. No, he did not, and you know it. Are you nuts? I just saw him. 
Jim, I don't love you anymore. I just want you to go, okay? Just go. He's like, but I bought a new leather jacket for this moment. <laughs> I fucking hate Jim, yo. Call rejection, sir. Deal with it. Now that crazy ass look he had, that's the same Tommy Doyle look he had that got his ass murked. Dad, did you I got it. The dad is drunk throughout this entire movie. I got it, people. I just figured it out. He's like, don't worry about it. It's not Christmas yet. I'll go find Edward. I'm, I'm already drunk, so. Edward's just like derobing himself walking down the street. For what? He the one that that sculpted all these damn. All right, now that you now you out of pocket, bro. Flattening tires. I, all right, I know you're angry. This chick. <laughs> she stay on that organ. He is such a religious fanatic. She actually had a nice tune going. <laughs> she should have just started freestyling. That would have made the scene crazier. Gave you a little hedge devil out there. That's what I'm talking about. Well, now, Diane West, her hair looks like she's in a rock band. First of all, he has a name, sir. Good. Well, at least she didn't snitch. I'd be like, never mind, never mind, just go home. <laughs> it's like y'all all talking at once. I can't take it. Got Danny Elfman on this conflict music, man. I love it. She almost looks like she could be related uh Diane West. She almost looks like she could be related to Jamie Lee Curtis. I don't know if it's the short hair, like taking me back to H2O or what. Also, a little side note. Do y'all prefer, like I'm wondering, do y'all prefer uh like standard green Christmas trees or white ones? I know a lot of people like white Christmas trees. I think I had a white one once upon a time. It was a white one with, I think the majority of the lights on it were blue to kind of accentuate everything. It's pretty, it's pretty decent. Where do you think you're going, young lady? With you guys. No, you're staying here in case somebody shows up. We'll be right back, dear. 
Speaking of H2O, if I'm not mistaken, Adam Arkin is Alan Arkin's son. Adam Arkin played uh, Will. Will Brendan, the dude that, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis is talking to in a movie. And he helped the dog. He, you know, he cut the hair so the dog could actually see. And the dog licked his face like, yo, good looking, bro. Appreciate you. Little small moments like that that let you know whatever it may be, a cookie, something else created, Edward Scissorhands still has a heart throughout all of the shit that's going on. And if it's not an actual heart, whether it be cookie, whatever, it he's just developed, he has developed a sense of right and wrong, actually. He's developed all different types of senses, fear. You know, he, he, I guess he calls himself to be in love. He knows that he was scared enough to go back home. That's another good scene right here. He didn't want to hurt her. Such a great fucking scene, man. And honestly, if they were dating after this movie, I can see why. Because the moments between Johnny Depp and Winona Ryder are so fucking sweet and genuine, yo. They're so warm-hearted and harmless moments. There's so many warm-hearted, harmless moments between these two. Oh, God, I forgot. How did I forget? Christmas, Edward, but, uh, I have a present for you. He died when he was about to finish his hands. Yeah, I'm, I'm assuming that he has a heart attack in this moment. Because he kind of just gets this look on his face and just drops dead. Yeah. just made those hands now for some strange reason people i gotta i have a confession to make i thought edward killed him when um 
when I was a kid and used to watch this movie, I really thought Edward stabbed him by mistake at some point and we didn't see it. I don't know. And this made it, this was insult to injury because he's like, you know, he wants to touch his face because he's like, oh, my God, like my my creator, my my father's gone and he wanted to touch his face, but he, he just cut him. It was a dark moment, man. It was a sad yet dark moment right there. Damn, he got the pint sitting between his legs. I wonder what he's drinking now. Probably the same shit Tommy Doyle was drinking. Later. First take me to her house. Oh, come on, Jim. Don't make me drive. Just do it. So irresponsible. She was right about you. Just drive! I'd be like, nigga, do you see how... Look at this cooler. It's nothing but an empty 32-pack in this bitch. We won't even make it down the block. Fake-ass grandpa from Silent Night, Deadly Night. Christmas Eve is the scariest night of the year. Sit your ass down. And he saved, and Ke he saved Kevin's life. Because Jim and his drunk-ass friend almost ran him over. And he's not even trying to hurt him. He's trying to make sure he's okay. Like, there's so many misconceptions in this film. The, that shot right there, those people running down the street, always remind me of Invasion of Body Snatchers. Now, listen, now, if, if they ever decided to do a straight-up horror remake of Edward Scissorhands, this is when he gets his Michael Myers moment and just starts murdering everybody that's got him surrounded. Yeah, cut him up one time. There you go. Keep, keep trying to put hands on that man like he ain't... The, hold up, does that lady have a fucking... That looks like a flamingo or an ostrich he sliced into her hairdo. She said run, but Edward was looking at her like, yo, you you say the word, mama. Say the word and I got you. You want me to murk everybody? I'll murk them. You want me to run? And he is hauling. <laughs> he is hauling ass. He was not playing no games. He was out, yo. 
He said, I ain't fucking with y'all, man. I can't live like this. I was better off in the castle up in the dusty-ass attic that's falling apart. See, this is a prime example, people. This is why I'm antisocial as is. Like, the moment you... Oh, I forgot. I like this cop a lot. Because he wanted Edward to go home. He wanted him to go back home. But that's, you know, you get around too many people and bad things happen, man. Edward was cool by himself. He was minding his business. Now, see, if, if they did a horror movie version of this and Edward didn't kill everybody when he was surrounded, the moment where she's like, yeah, I'm going up there and everybody follows her to the front gate of his castle... This would have been the moment where everybody goes in there to look for Edward, and then he just murks them off one by one all throughout the castle. Yo, I'm telling you, somebody need to remake this movie. Have the bald, who's the dude that played him from Dune in the, in the I think it was a Super Bowl commercial or some shit, or just a commercial in general. Uh, T- Timothy Chalamet, they had him as Edward Scissorhands. Let's do a horror remake, people. Because the like, let, let's be real, man. Like, so many, maybe a good ninety percent of Tim Burton's films, eighty-five to ninety percent of Tim Burton's films are horror movies. They're dark as hell. They've they've got so many horror movie elements to them. So many like undertones that completely went over my head as a kid that i didn't pick up on until i was like in my teens or 20s like yo what how did i miss that he's like baby I, i made a cookies i can't die what you thought this was come get some of this love oh jim who gave this asshole a gun Nigga then turned into John Wayne in two minutes. Damn, so he threw her to the ground and slapped her? He's been... Oh, Oh, he got that old Huckleberry. Even though it's not a bat. How did Jim hit Edward more times than Tommy hit Michael Myers? Picking on, picking on the, the the little guy. There you go, Kim. There you go. Slapped her and kicked her. He's such a bitch, man. Whew. Edward said, "Man, I'm tired of playing with you, bruh." I'm tired of you, man. <laughs> and did the police struck a pose too? He impaled that motherfucker, guided him with the scissors still in his stomach, guided his ass and backed him up through the window and then let go. Good riddance. 
because Jim tried to kill Edward, whether he was human or not. He tried to kill Edward. He was abusing the daughter. His ass had to go. I'm sorry. shit got real in that town it was the realest month or two months or however long this shit took place it was the realest ever and he knew she had to go that's why you know he told her goodbye which makes this movie so much more sad edward closed his eyes like my goodness So let me ask y'all something else, man. Is this movie considered a Christmas film? It could be considered a Christmas film. It's like, oh my God, whose body is that? Is Jim? Oh, good riddance. And she knew what she was doing when she grabbed that extra you know scissor hand it's a nice little setup for what she's about to say she had his back too is he in there he's dead the roof caved in on him they killed each other you can see for yourselves She's like, behold, the scissor hands. Now, it would have been fucking hilarious if everybody was like, no, I'm going up in there. I got to see this motherfucker for real. And everybody just started pushing past with Noah Ryder just to see Edward's supposedly dead body. That would have been the icing on the cake right there, yo. Now, look at Joyce. Now, you feel bad for screaming rape, don't you? Piece of shit. And I know I said I would have tagged in her, you know, cosmetic shop but, or her hair salon. But that's before I remembered that she flipped a script on him when he didn't want, he, he wanted, you know, he wanted to get them cheeks. She never saw him again. Not after that night. And meanwhile, when Noah Ryder's granddaughter sleep. <laughs> It'd be funny if she was just sleep. Her makeup looks really good. The old, the, you know how they aged her up looks really, really good. You know what? And rightfully so for Stan Winston to get an Oscar nomination for this film. Because this is one of his best. It's one of his most memorable films. You know, in a world of Tim Burton movies, this will be one that is never forgotten. Like, there, you know, a lot of people may forget that he did Charlie and the Chocolate Factory or maybe Big Fish or even Dumbo for that matter. Movies with completely different tones that I just mentioned. But this is one that will forever just forever stand out.
Plot twist. Edward can control the weather. Now, to the naked ear, you wouldn't know, but uh, the voice kind of gives it away. Because the makeup on her is so good, but the voice gives it away for me. She sounds like Winona Ryder. But that's a good makeup job they've done on her. Absolutely. He just got dope-ass ice sculptures up there. Bowling. Winona Ryder dancing. Doves and shit. A lot of Tim Burton movies, I don't know, like... I'm not going to say a lot of them don't have a body count, but you wouldn't expect this one to have a body count. There's a body count of two in here. Vincent Price, rest in peace, and um, Anthony Michael Hall's character. But people, um, it ain't snowing out here. It's still actually raining, but it is snowing in this film at the ending, and we have reached the end. And um, I would say we survived, but Edward Scissorhands was never that much of a threat. You know, he was a harmless guy. And this is it's a harmless film for the most part even though like i said there are very dark undertones there's so much mature content that went over my head so many just mature themes and jokes that went over my head in general but i love this movie man now i'm gonna give this a nine and a half strong ass nine and a half out of ten the only reason i can't and this may be a bit of a nitpick only reason i can't give this movie a full-blown ten I'm not going to say that this movie has plot holes per se, but there are just certain things that these characters do um, that characters wouldn't normally do in situations like this. But then again, I know there's people out there that are, that are thinking like, well, it's a Tim Burton movie. You're, you're in that universe for the two hours or however long the movie is. I understand. Absolutely. But there are just certain decisions that these characters make when it comes to Edward. You know, just all these women flocking to a guy like this. Diane West's character just randomly bringing this guy home. Alan Arkin's character just automatic. Oh, honey, you brought someone home. Okay, cool. What are we having for dinner type of shit? No, not in the really real world. But like I said, that may be a small nitpick for me, you know, because I'm always thinking, you know, me as a black father, I ain't, ain't none of that shit going down. None of it. But um, it is a Tim Burton movie, so you cannot expect 100% realism. He puts you in these situations. He puts you in these universes with these characters. He makes these characters in these universes stand out. And um, it, like I said, it's a very strong 9.5 out of 10. One of my favorite Tim Burton movies. Probably, I want to say top 5, but why do I feel like I put a different top 5 in my top 5 Tim Burton episode I did a long time ago? I don't remember. But um. If I didn't put this in top five, it definitely is. Uh, this is up there with Beetlejuice and, um, you know, Pee-wee's Big Adventure and stuff like that. And, you know, big shout out to Tim Burton for being one of the greatest visionary directors, if not just greatest directors in general of all time, man. Shout out to Johnny Depp and Winona Ryder, Diane West. Rest in peace. Shout out to Vincent Price. Uh, shout out to Anthony Michael Hall, Alan Arkin. And uh, rest in peace. Shout out to Conchata Farrell from... Um, you know, from Big Bang Theory, and shout out to fine-ass Linda Perry, 
shout out to Robert Oliveri. Did I say him already? I don't remember. Shout out to Kathy Baker. Everybody that was involved in the making of this film. And um, last but not least, I definitely have to, again, give a happy birthday shout out to the late, great Stan Winston. Like I said, Oscar nomination for the effects in this movie, well deserved. Um, now, it was going to be between this and there's a bunch of other movies he was nominated for and Oscar awarded for. And just other movies where he just, you know, I'm not going to lie. I was actually going to do Wrong Turn. Then I was going to do Terminator Salvation, and I was like, yeah, I'll wait a little bit because I just recently did, you know, Terminator um, 3, Rise of the Machines, if y'all want to check that out. But, um, I don't know, maybe, depending on if I'm in a good as, in a, as good a mood, <sighs> y'all understand what I'm trying to say, man. I, I felt like I was just conjuring spirits. I was getting stuck fumbling over my words just now. Basically, what I'm trying to say with my hands over my face <laughs> People, if I am in this good of a mood later on, then I will probably do another Stan Winston-based film uh, later on this evening. And um, I also have to shout out R.S. Lewis, a.k.a. Insomniac Writer. Again, thank you so much, Miss Lady, for the inspiration for, um, you know, just the creative process and this commentary in general. This commentary is not only inspired by Stan Winston, but she did it as well. Thank you very much. But, um... Yeah, man, and it feels good to be back, man, y'all, but, but, y'all already know where to go, and if y'all don't, y'all can follow the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Radio Public, Podbean, and Podcast Addict, shout out to Anchor, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, Romero Tudor, shout out to the Facebook movie group, The Cinemaniacs, and shout out to the Facebook movie group, The Horror Virus, and last, but certainly not least, shout out to the two reviewers, the listeners, the lovers, the supporters out there. I miss the hell out of y'all, man. Definitely do, definitely did, and so on and so forth. And um, this next couple weeks, I'm going to be completely honest with y'all, are not going to be easy. This is not content-wise. This is just like a bunch of transitions that uh, are currently happening right now. And um, like I said, I'm not going to overwhelm the whole, you know, situation or the ending of this commentary and end it on a sad note or anything like that. But um, just know I always come back to y'all, man. I always come back with some content. I always anytime I come back from some bullshit with the content for y'all, I'm going to be in good spirits. I'm not just going to do an episode where I'm dragging my feet and just not, you know, giving you guys lame ass jokes to possibly laugh at and just not be in my you know, chipper type of spunky self on these commentaries. You guys, I say this all the time. Y'all do not deserve those bland ass types of episodes. Y'all need some type of energy from me. Y'all need the, y'all need the Rome. Y'all need the tutor that you guys have come to know and love, man. And y'all already know the love and support that y'all show me. I show it back to y'all tenfold and then some. So with that being said, people, yours truly Romero tutor. Another episode of tutor reviews in the can. I'll check y'all on the next one.